Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of It's Fine, I'm Fine, Everything's Fine, the podcast where I talk about my problems, your problems, and everyone's problems, because we all have problems. Guys, I am so excited to get this podcast going, and I'm eternally grateful to each and every single one of you who choose to listen to my podcast and everything that I have to say. It's such a big deal, and it's not every day or well, maybe it is, that someone starts a podcast and is so excited to get it started. So, we're just going to get, like, right into it, because I, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and it's something that's so important to me. So, in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about myself, specifically my mental health, my diagnosis, and what I have been doing to try and get better. Now, I want you all to know that I will be talking about things that could possibly trigger you or some things that might be difficult for people to hear. So viewer discretion is advised. So let's get started. Um, all right, so let's get into this. I'm just, I'm so excited to get into this, but also just, you know, there's going to be a lot of th- sad things personally that I'm going to talk about. And this is like really personal for me, but I feel as though I don't need to have it, like, have it be personal because I want people to, you know, be advised that this stuff happens to people and you don't expect it. You don't know that it's coming. And it's really, it's really hard, especially like for me, it's dealing with it the entire, you know, last year almost. It's, it's been really hard. So it started last year after my COVID vaccine, my second dose. I got Moderna in case anyone was wondering, but um, I got Moderna and it was my second dose. It was April 10th and I was sitting there after getting jabbed and you know how they make you wait for like 15 minutes uh, before you can go just to make sure you're okay. And I started to feel like like I had shifted into a different universe and I was just immensely anxious and um everything just looked funny it was very weird and I was so confused as to what was happening but we go home I'm tired so I take a nap I don't have work for another couple hours at this point and I wake up and my arm I slept on it so uh, it hurt really bad um and I get to work and mind you I have a full day's work ahead of me like I'm literally there from I was there from one to I think 12 at night that day. So I was doing, I was doing a decent amount of work and you know, it really, while I was at work, I started to feel a little, a little weird, but it wasn't as noticeable. You know, I was like still able to drive. I was still able to do everything. And fast forward a couple days, it's my friend's, um, my friend Jen's birthday and you know we were we wanted to go down the shore to celebrate because you know it was um it was her 21st birthday and her family has a house down there so we were able to go down there and um spend the weekend and enjoy ourselves you know have a good time party you know do whatever we wanted to which we did it was an amazing time but i want to talk about what started to happen as i was driving down there so um on that day i had actually decided to um start therapy because um I was already like depressed and not doing my best and it really sucked 
you know, and I found this company called Cerebral. Uh, I can't really talk like much about it, and I don't want to um, defame any any companies because I don't know if it works for everyone or it doesn't work for everyone. But I had an appointment with this company, and they um, they really like just pushed for a diagnosis in the first thirty minutes. And I didn't really, it was really shocking to me. And they had already prescribed me medication. So it was, it was really weird. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and major depression, which sounded off for me because I was not fully depressed and I was not fully anxious. So it was definitely weird. But, um, later that day, uh, my friend, my friend and I decided that we were going to finally drive down there to, um, my friend's house. And on the way, we were, like, I want to say, like, 30 minutes away. No, not even. Like, 20 minutes away. And I started getting, like, anxious. And I was, like, what's happening? Like, what is happening? And, like, this is, like, really, like, triggering for me to be, like, thinking about it. Because, like, I, I, like, start to feel, like, a panic attack coming on. But, like, I'm gonna, gonna cool down. Anyways, um, it really... I started to feel so weird and I had to start like singing really loud to like bring myself back to focus because I obviously want to get us there in one piece. I didn't want to have to be like pull over and be like, whoa, I don't know what's happening. But as soon as we got there, I was still, um, I was still feeling off and it was weird, but like, you know, everyone was distracting me and I was just like so excited to, um, start the weekend and have fun and party and do whatever we were going to do. And so we did the entire weekend. I was doing great. I was doing totally great, but you know, it was still in the back of my head. Like, why do I feel like this? And I didn't feel like announcing it to everyone there and, um, making it public because, um, you know, I wanted everyone to enjoy themselves. And I know everyone's going to say, John, like you could say something, but I didn't want to because I wanted everyone to have a good time. And I know it's not always about that, but still I wanted to have a good time. And, um, after that weekend, um, I did end up driving home as well. And the same thing was happening. And it was just like the whole world just looks so weird to me. And anyone who's listening, if anyone feels that way, like you can, you can message me, um, and like say how you feel. I, I met someone, which I will get to. I met someone who has the same disorder as me and it's, you know, I get it. And I feel like I'm getting to a point where I can give and take advice from someone. So it's just, we'll get to the diagnosis and everything, obviously. But um, when I was driving home, my friend was in my passenger seat and I was singing the whole time just to like stay, like stay in the moment and not zone off and start freaking out because I was already freaking out even when we were like 10 minutes like out from leaving um my friend's house so I get home oh I have to cough (coughs) I'm so sorry about that oh my god I don't know how to edit really well so that cough is staying in (laughs) but um I'll get the hang of editing Um, I get home and I lay in bed and I'm just like, oh my God, like I just felt really, really bad. 
So, um, the next couple of days, um, I'm not really going anywhere. I'm like staying home, trying to figure out what's happening with me. And at this point, I am still driving to and from work without an issue. Um, now in May is where it starts to get even worse. It was, um, there was, I was a scorekeeper, uh, at an ice rink and I worked late nights all the time. And I was also training to, um, to drive the Zamboni really fun. Um, but I started to get worse and it was, it was something that really stressed me out. It was something that I had never felt before. And it was so scary because I thought I was going to die. And every day that I was like, I was scorekeeping, I was sitting in a box by myself, like anxious constantly, like freaking out. And I had to focus because I had to do the work. And there was one night, um, my boyfriend came with me to sit in the box. We had taken separate cars because, um, he had gotten there later and, um, on the way home, he was driving behind me and I had, um, my vision started to get really blurry and, as my vision was getting blurry, like, good thing I was maybe, like, two minutes away from home, I started to have a panic attack, and I didn't know it at the time, I didn't know I was having a panic attack, but I was shaking, and I felt it in my body, like, you know, like, with, with panic attacks, it's unexpected, you will not know when you're getting a panic attack, because it just comes without even thinking about it. It's a subconscious thing. And it's crazy to think about something like that, how your body can, your brain, your brain can make you feel things that are not there. And that's what panic attacks do. And it's just so scary. And when I was having that panic attack, we had gotten McDonald's. I couldn't even eat it. Now, my friends who are watching, I couldn't eat McDonald's. What do you, what do you think? Obviously, there was something really wrong with me. But um, I couldn't even eat McDonald's. I just wanted to go right to bed and go to sleep and sleep it off. And my boyfriend gave me um, melatonin so that I could knock out. And I knocked out, but I kept waking up and I just like, I felt numb. I felt completely numb. And it was just so scary to like, even like think about now and looking back, it was something that like, I was hoping that I can never go through again. And I did multiple times. And it was at this point in time where I found out that like, I realized actually not found out. I realized that I need help and I can't get help from anyone, but a therapist. And as I was looking for a therapist, I finally found one and I was extremely lucky to do so. Because she's literally, like, the best therapist I've ever met in my life. And, like, a total, like, 180 from the last therapist that I had that wasn't even a therapist. Because they wanted to give me Zoloft right away without even asking me why I feel this way. Or even coming up with a way to cognitively, like, fix this rather than doing it with medicine. It wasn't even considered a psychiatrist. They consider themselves therapy. So if if you're calling yourself a therapy company, like a, a therapy practice, 
then why are you just going right to medicine? And also, therapists don't prescribe medicine. Psychiatrists do. It's just like, the whole thing didn't add up, so obviously I left them. Um, there's other things that, you know, went down. I did end up taking the Zoloft once, and that's also what could have triggered my panic attack, because, you know, medicine like that really, like, can can do that to yourself for, like, the first week or two. And it was just scary, to say the least. Um, thinking about, you know, the... What could happen and everything that has happened it's just like so scary i like i personally never wanted to experience panic panic attacks again and i couldn't even drive like i could not get into my car without panicking for months for months and it was just something that is so scary and painful mentally and I was so depressed I was so down on myself I was hurt mentally I was just broken and once I started therapy with the new therapist like things started to look up so I did I, I ended up starting to do a couple of things and you know I went to New York for pride um and I did all of that stuff um I hung out with my friends a lot and I did a lot of things with my friends as much as I could, you know, because there were a lot of times where I just like, I was in no state and I kept saying, you know, you guys remember when COVID came out and everyone was like, oh, we're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine uh, in like the next two months. We're going to get over this. We're going to go back to school. That's how I felt. I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to start driving again. And to this day... January 11th by the time by the time you're seeing this like it's it's been a long time since I've got been able to get in the car and you know actually like fully drive but I will say that there have been times where I have been able to drive around because there was this one therapy session that I had where my therapist was like we're gonna get in the car and we're gonna you're gonna drive and mind you, this is a virtual thing, so it's not violating anything if anyone's thinking of that. But um, we were doing it virtually. Um, and I put her down because I can't put her up, so she can't see me. Um, and I was driving, and uh, as she was talking to me, I was, do I was doing good. And that day, I remember that day, it was in August, I drove for over three hours just in the area. Just around to see like what I can do and how far I can make it. I got a car wash. I went to Wendy's. I I went to go see my friend who I hadn't driven to in such a long time. And I went to the supermarket. Like I did everything that I could possibly do in one day. And by the end of the day, I was like, oh my God, my mental capacity was, <coughs> was rough. Sorry. It was really rough. And, um, I was doing good and I was ready to start driving again. Um, the next thing you know, I get a puppy. I, his name is Finley. And for those of you who are listening, who know me, you know, Finley is a G and I love Finley with my entire heart. He's not in the room right now. Otherwise he would be going insane while I'm recording. And I don't want that obviously, but, um, 
he's insane. And I didn't know that he would be a factor to my anxiety. You know, um, I'm, I'm still working on getting him trained for, um, being a service dog and stuff. So, um, he's eventually going to figure it out, I hope. But it's just, I wasn't expecting him to be crazy. And on the day that I went to go get Finley, I was with my friend Jen and we were driving and I decided to drive because I was so eager and I was so excited and I was getting this dog myself. Um, I drove and I started to have a panic attack while driving. Mind you, that same day I had driven to school. So, um, after we got Finley, I made her drive back because I was having a panic attack. And, um, it was really just the same thing. And I think she thinks that it's because I was nervous to see him and like get him. But I personally, like in my conscience, I wasn't nervous, but maybe my subconscious I was. But yeah, and now I have him and he's seven months old and he's a big boy and I love him so much. And if you guys want to see pictures of him, you can go on my Instagram, um, johnsarana 21 shameless plug on my own podcast. Um, and I do want to also add that I couldn't go back to work and it really sucked because going like I really needed money and you know unemployment was out yet yes it was and I was just I needed the break so I quit because like I my mental capacity was just really bad and I couldn't even drive to work without being like anxious because my job it was my shifts were 6 a.m to 12 over the summer and I could not deal with it so now let's talk a little bit more about therapy um after starting to get the help I needed we got to a point where my therapist was ready to make a diagnosis and she finally said that everything that's been going on is leading to panic disorder and before diagnose, diagnosing me, she actually, like, had been trying to figure it all out. And she was left with three decisions. And these three de- decisions bugged me out. When I say they bugged me out, I was freaking out when she told me these. So, obviously, one of them was panic disorder. And the other one was severe anxiety disorder. They're both, like, one in the same in certain ways. Except, like, panic disorders are, like, um, you know you don't know when they're coming. And the last one was schizophrenia. And when I heard her say schizophrenia, I started to have a panic attack. And I started to freak out because I was like, I can't have schizophrenia. Like, I'm not schizophrenic. Like, I don't hear voices and stuff. I realized that you don't have to hear voices to be schizophrenic. You do not have to. It's just scary. And like the fact that I had heard that from her, was just so scary to me. I was so nervous and I was freaking out. I was like, I better not have schizophrenia. And like, you know, a lot of my friends, we laugh about it now. And Jen thinks that she's the one who convinced me that I had schizophrenia. Wasn't. (laughs) But um, it was a really scary time. And uh, she got me through it. My therapist really got me through it and helped me in every single way possible. And to this day, she's still helping me. I actually have a session with her in, um, 
in like 40 minutes. So I got to get this done. But um, therapy is just something that needs to be normalized. It needs to be available and easily available. I have friends who are struggling to find a therapist because their insurance doesn't cover it. I was lucky enough to find insurance, like find a therapist that covers my insurance. That is, is that how you say it? I don't know if that sentence sounded proper, but um, I found a therapist and I was lucky enough. And there are people in this country and even in this world who are not lucky enough like I am to have a therapist and, you know, get the help that they need. I wish I had done this a long time ago. Because if I had done this a long time ago, it's possible that it would have shown up earlier and that I would have been able to make it better by now. I'm so concerned for myself. I'm so worried for myself every day because I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm not, I know I'm not going to die, but panic, panic disorder makes you feel like you're going to die. And there have been people who go to the hospital for panic attacks. Like my dad, he had a panic attack and he went to the hospital. Nothing was wrong with him. He just had a panic attack and he couldn't breathe. And it's like, I guess that's where it comes from. My therapist agrees with me. But it's scary. I'm so concerned and I want to get better. I want to get better more than anything. I want to be able to drive to my friend's house and and do whatever I want. Go to the beach one day if I want to by myself. Like I want... I want to do that when I'm better. That's all I want to do for myself. I'm so eager to get back out there. I really want to do something for myself. But it's been really hard. And you know, a lot of people have been saying, John, you got to do it. You got to do it. And they don't understand how hard it really is. Because they're not really going through it. And, you know, some of my friends say that. And this is obviously not shade. But, like, I'm going through it. And I need to not be pushed in order to make myself better. The only times that I have driven were because I drove without anyone else telling me to. And when I drove, I did not tell anyone until I got home. And that kept me from panicking. It was rough. And it's still rough. And it's scary. And I will say, someone put up a scary count because I will keep saying it. Mental health is not a joke. It's not something to laugh about, even though we all, like, make those mental illness jokes. It's mental illness, isn't it? Yeah, those kind of jokes. Like, it's, in reality, it's not a joke. And I, I recognize that. And I continue to make jokes about it, but mentally I know that it's not a joke and I take it seriously. I don't just go throwing it around and, and saying stuff about my disorder that, you know, don't need to be said all the time. I don't make it my personality like some people do, you know, some people make their mental illness their personality and, um, no. I will never let that happen. Hopefully I'll never let that happen and if anyone recognizes that, Please tell me and I will change immediately because I don't want that to happen. Um, now I want to talk about the ways that I'm getting better and the ways that I'm trying to get better. And this is mainly just like for myself because I need to do it. I need to talk about myself and like see 
where I'm at and see if this is actually going to help me because this podcast I feel like is going to help me so much because I'm actually letting everything out and um I just think that I need to do a lot more to heal I'm not doing enough and I could definitely do more I'm just sitting around on my ass I mean I had COVID for the last two weeks so it just like really flipped the switch on me and like to be stuck in my room and not being able to see anyone is was really hard for me and I started to in a sense I don't know if this is the proper term but like relapse in a way like back to who I was before because from August to December December 16th I was doing perfect I was doing absolutely perfect and then first thing that happened I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home (laughs) and listen okay I know everyone who's listening is not a Marvel fan but I am and that is something that you need to know about me because I will refer to Marvel sometimes not all the time so stick around but um I love Marvel and that was the most like anticipated movie ever and once it was over I was just done like I was like okay where's my purpose where's my reason to live what's next and I was just I was upset (laughs) I was pretty upset because it was over and uh, that really triggered the start of a downfall you know and then I got COVID at Christmas so it was really just like back to back and I got I started having more panic attacks I started having more anxiety and a lot of people know this but it was rough and um it was just like something that I don't I don't want COVID again I don't want COVID again because it really messed with my mentality and I don't want to deal with that again but um it's just so crazy what COVID and has like COVID and everything like has done to us mentally you know 90% of people are scared they're scared to some extent about this pandemic and what it has done to our generation and our lives so many people are staying in their houses so many people will not leave their house you have to have a lot of money to stay in your house and not go to work and not do anything unless you have a remote job because I've been looking for one and I can't find one so if you're listening and you have a remote job please refer me because I need a job um but yeah this is just like so rough anyways I have sidetracked so much and I'm gonna go back to the healing um (laughs) I believe that healing is obviously a choice whether you want to heal or whether you want to like stay in the moment and be stuck there and that's happened to a lot of people especially me I've stayed in the moment and I got stuck and I was just so scared to continue like really scared to keep going and it's just so I don't even know the words I can't even put words together. It was just hard. And I realized that I need to heal. I need to get better from not mainly for myself, but also for everyone so that I can live my life with them and not, you know, 
be a burden. And I know, I know all my friends think I'm not a burden, but when you think about it, like when I think about it, I really felt like a burden. And I know a lot of people feel the same way because, you know, like I like staying at home because it's where I'm comfortable and I will, I know I won't have that much anxiety if they come over. But also it's like, if I go out, I have anxiety and I'm freaking out. So it's like, I feel like I'm a burden. I feel like I can't do anything without someone at least coming over instead of me going there, me going out. It's just like something that I feel so bad about. And it's like, it makes me so upset to think like that I'm doing this and that this has happened to me. And it's, you know, it's something that I can't control and I need to realize that it's something that I can't control. I, I'm broken if you really think about it, I'm, I'm broken, I'm hurt, mentally, I'm drained, and, like, I don't want to talk about exactly, like, where this all came from, because I know where it came from, but there are people who are going to listen to this, and they're gonna know, they know, and it's gonna take me a long time, to get better and to get where I want to be because with panic disorder it's really hard to get under control and it ruined me I'm hurt and I, I keep saying it because I'm just I'm so down on myself I've been so down on myself and I don't let it out I don't talk to my friends about it as much as I should you know there are times where like I'm really upset and I don't know what to say and I'm not very good with, like, talking about my feelings a lot. I'm much more of a listener than a talker. That's another reason I did this podcast. I'm tired of listening and I want to talk. I want to let it out without having someone, ex- like, expecting someone to respond or say something. Because, like, not everyone has to say something. But the people who do, they're like, I'm so sorry. Like, I get it. I don't know what else to say. No shade. No, I'm not mad. Okay, I'm not mad. I'm just saying that's what some people do. And that that happens. Some people go through stuff. I'm going through it. You're going through it. We're all going through it. We're going to get through it. Every single one of us are going to get through this. Get through this moment in time where we're stuck. We're going to move on and we're going to do so much better. Not just you, not just me, everyone. Because we all have issues right now. Not just right now even. We have them for the rest of our lives. Especially most of us, most of you who are listening, you're adults. We're all adults. We're moving on. We're going to have jobs. Real jobs and we're going to live our lives. And it's going to be hard. There are going to be points in time where it's going to be so hard. But we're going to get through it, all of us. And I hope you all know that and recognize that. Because we have to have hope that things are always going to get better. I remember when I was younger, I used to hear, oh, it gets better. Always on Instagram, it gets better, everything gets better. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. And I I, I agree with the fact that it, it will. In the end, in the end game, everything will get better. We will do everything possible to get better. And that's really all I have for this episode. That's how I want to end it. I want to leave it on this note because I really don't think I should say anything else. Again, thank you guys so much 
for coming to this podcast. I will see you guys next time in episode two. I hope you guys enjoyed watch, listening. I keep saying watching, and I think I need to work on that. <laughs> but um, welcome again, guys. Welcome to It's Fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'll see you guys next time.